Three shots, four part, I just do two, one pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you finna do? Think I'll try to get on into, start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Weir has won the Masters. Sometimes these part three look like an island. I plunge and keep it on dry land. At least I'm a try man. I up with the five and might use the trap man. I got a check man. Last thing will boss be rated that best man. And we're that ball NCAA version. We've done a couple in the past. We've had Andy Walker on, um, VCU head coach, uh, a couple players, and we have a Canadian with us. So, Zach Viminitz, um, you're from this area, right, Zach? Yeah. Whippy, Ontario. Whippy, Ontario. So Bryce's uh, hometown as well. Both these guys living in the States. Um, not sure if you're home right now, Zach, but we can uh, get into it a little bit. And, uh, of course, I'm just over in Bowmanville. So a uh, short drive for all of us. So, uh, me and Vim grew up together playing hockey um, and golf, obviously. Um, what, since we were probably 9 or 10, maybe younger? long time ago. Yeah, but uh, we live. We were both from Whippy, so we kind of – built our friendship as we grew up and I kind of took the hockey route and he took the golf route. So, um, he's now playing at Moorhead state in Kentucky. So how's that going for you? Yeah, it's been good. This is my uh, fifth year now, actually. So I'm in the, I'm the old man here. We actually got three guys that are fifth years, so it's not nice. too weird. Nice. And then you also have Nolan Pierce, who's, I mean, Blake, my brother's younger buddy, who's also from Whippy. How's that been? You've been kind of taking him under your wing? Yeah, it's fun having two Canadians. So we got Pierce and uh, his buddy Piazza came too. So now we got three Canadians on the team. That's sweet. That's kind of rare for an NCAA golf team, I feel like. It's pretty rare. But it, honestly, it seems like it ha it's like in bunches, though. If there's a team that has Canadians, there's always two or three on there. Is the uh, your coach is is he Canadian by chance? He's not. No. So when they He's do, I, I I'm sh assume they do a lot of their scouting and whatnot when they first like connect with you. Is that uh, maybe yeah, like did you uh, refer any of the other guys, any of the younger guys? Yeah. So my situation was super weird because like my friend Matt Shalad, he went to Moorhead, but at the time I was playing hockey for the Whippy Fury and. It was on. It was near the end of my career where I knew I wasn't going to make it, and I was not knowing what I was really doing. And Matt called me one day, and he was like, "Hey, what do you think about coming and play for Moorhead?" And I was like, "I haven't touched a club in like two and a half years." <laughs> but it honestly, like, I always loved golf growing up. I never really took it too serious. I did tournaments, but not like. The GAO qualified. I mean, you always had the talent, though. Yeah, I always like. I always loved it. I always was decent. wasn't the greatest, but when he said that, I, I just took the clubs out of the out of the garage. They had spider webs on them. I went to uh, Deer Creek Academy and just grinded for like a month, and then met my coach in South Carolina at uh, Furman's Golf Course, and. Uh, Shot 83-81 in front of him, but I hit it like 350 down the middle every time. <laughs> so he just took me based off potential, and uh, 
yeah, it ended up working out. This sounds a little bit like a uh, like a brotherly Yetman story here. So, I, I I've golfed with Bryce here, uh, somebody who also hits it like three fifty down the middle and um, shoots yeah, yeah. shoots eighty three on a good day. And uh, <laughs> and uh, no no no, Bryce Bryce can put up some low rounds, but um, but yeah, Blake is uh, somebody who has all the talent in the world, but won't. Uh, oh yeah, just won't, Yeah, won't focus on the game, but um, so. You say you get down to Moorhead. So what was that like, like the first year you kind of like, I know Bryce, you wanted to get into some of the college events and stuff. Can you kind of walk us through what some of that looked like? Yeah. So my first year was very different because I came in the spring and I, so I came in the spring. My Compared friend, to what, if people don't know, like when would you usually come into? Well, you usually go in the fall, which is in August. We usually go like August 15th or something like that and mm -hmm. i came like january 30th or something and um usually the weather here isn't that great but it was actually like 70 degrees every day so i was like that was my first thought of what kentucky was like <laughs> and we ended up playing every day and our so our first qualifier was like the first week here and i go out and i shoot 77 wasn't that great, but I knew like, I mean, it was like 65 degrees, like 20 mile an hour winds. And I was like, I, I thought I played pretty decent for my first like qualifier in the winter time. And like, I'm just come dead last in the qualifier. <laughs> and I was like, that was like my welcome to college golf moment. <laughs> nice. A little bit of a wake up call. eh? Yeah. Now, um, uh, now fast forward five years. I don't, I don't want to move on from the college too much. Cause it is something that fascinates me. I told you, I, I uh, was lucky enough. I had like an extensive conversation with Andy Walker. I'm not sure if you met him. Um, he's the 1997 NCAA national champ. He was at Lynn University. Now he's at VCU. Um, we talked at length. Um, he'll be back on the podcast in the future. Uh, big. He's been on the big break Ireland before. Really, really great guy. So he gave me kind of like a bit of insight in college golf. And you mentioned that you had five years now. You're into your fifth year. So can you let us know like not you don't have to go each year but um how is it different for you now zach than that first year like obviously oh. scores are getting better your game's getting better you're coaching and stuff but can you kind of explain a little bit of what it's like right now yeah so i would say i'm i'm a, definitely a completely different golfer from when i came so when i came i didn't know anything about golf really i thought i did but there's just so much more than what you'd think like the strategies that I learned like on the course compared to like, I would just go out there and just fire at every pin and hit driver off every tee box. Like I didn't think there was any other way to play golf. <laughs> so I learned that pretty quickly that you can't do that because you learn, you learn quickly in qualifying because you can't qualify against your team and just hit driver everywhere. Cause you're not going to qualify if you just keep on ripping at OB. Yeah. But, yeah, so that that was the biggest learning experience was the strategic part of golf. And then I would say a big part was the mental game, too. You never really think of needing it at first, and now it's huge for me. Yeah, so, that's where – sorry to cut you off, but I think you have improved, like, immensely with that. I feel like that was one of your biggest barriers back when we used to play when we were younger. Like, you'd get so frustrated and so mad at yourself. And I had the hockey mentality out there. Yeah, was, totally. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, 
you've grown out of that immensely and not that I've really seen you play recently, but just like with the scores you're shooting, you have to have grown out of it because I mean, you're just, you're putting up low numbers and. Yeah. So, I mean, I saw about two or three mental coaches. I saw Brett McCabe. He's uh, he actually does mental work with the Alabama football team and he does some PGA tour players like guy in our team or alumni josh teeter he played on tour still still on and off the pga tour right now but he was he was a lot of help but it took takes a while still getting better but it's a big part of the game so that's funny you mentioned josh josh teeter's been around the game a long time i remember uh when i was looking up like i just mentioned andy so when i was looking up uh he played the northern trust like back in I couldn't even tell you what year it was, I guess early 2000s. And Josh Teeter was on that leaderboard as well. So he's been around the game a long time. And that kind of shows. And I was uh, talking with Ryan Gregnell recently. So he was in the uh, World Long Drives or Professional Long Drive Championships, the one that Bryson went to. You know, everybody's kind of been following that. And um, he, uh, one of the things he mentioned was like Kyle Berkshire and how long he's or how far he's come with like the mental aspect of it. And you still see it in like when you watch his whole vlogs and whatnot, but like he wants to be a pro golfer and, and you have to be right. You you have to like be able to kind of find yourself and, and not just aim down every pin. So he kind of hits the ball a long way. Like you do. Can I, can we touch on a couple stock yardages if you don't mind? Yeah. We, we don't have to go through the whole bag, but even if you give us like a driver, um, a couple irons, just so we have an idea. So I probably, I mean, I carry my driver probably around like 305, 310. I mean, it's gone down. I think I used to hit it further, but I think, yeah, the, technology, I think the technology has saved me for that part. But More fairways now. Definitely hit it a lot better now, but I'd say, I mean, I so my irons... So like my three iron, I guess, is like 240. And then I have a two hybrid, actually. It's like my favorite club in the bag because I hate not hitting driver. So like if I, so my two hybrid goes about 270 when I hit it good. Is it actually a hybrid or is it like one of those like long chunky iron things? Oh yeah, it's a hybrid. It is, okay. It's, I like it because it doesn't have offset. Yeah. Whenever there's offset, I just think I'm just going to snap hook it. Well, that's like that gapper club that you grabbed, eh, Bryce? That thing has like a massive offset on it. Taylor made gapper, so. I know, but I like that because I can't draw the ball for the life of me. So it makes me kind of like, it gives me that mental picture that I can kind of draw the ball, but even though I can't, so then it kind of keeps my big slice out of the picture. Well, in theory, it keeps my big slice out of the picture. I mean, it still comes out here and there, but um. But yeah, just give us like maybe like do like seven iron, eight iron, fifty six. Seven iron is like one ninety. I'd say eight irons like like one eighty one or one eighty two or something. And then my pitching wedge is like one fifty five. And then I have a fifty eight degree, a fifty five degree, and a fifty one degree. I played yeah, that, uh, yeah, I played that setup before. I, I really liked it. I had the 50, 54, 58, and I, I like that structure. I, I um, changed my wedges this year, and it's it's okay. I just can't, I don't know, I can't play 60 degree unless I'm kind of around the green. Like, that's what feels best for me. But before we move on to from college golf, I just wanted to ask you one more thing. So you touch on some of the instructors, some of the teachers and whatnot. Instructors, I guess. Um, coaches. Now, 
did you find that to be a big adjustment in your game when, because you'll go through and do uh, like practice rounds, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you kind of go through and you're not necessarily hitting the ball at the pin. So I, I've i kind of gotten to that point where I'm learning to, you know, when I play a course a few times, hit the, you're trying to, you have an aiming zone essentially. Now, did you find mm-hmm. that to be a really big adjustment when you got to school? Because uh, you said you had been away from the game a little bit. So it's kind of like you look at a pin, you attack a pin, doesn't mean you get anywhere near it. So was that a big adjustment? And did you find um, like it hard to be able to do that? So it was hard for me to not aim at a pin because like I hated the fact that if I hit it good, it would go where I aim and it wasn't going to like, I would hit good shots and it wouldn't be at the pin, but it took me like, took me a while to realize that like, so we do decade now. I don't know if you know, decade Scott Fawcett. It's like this whole new system. Everyone's pretty much on it. And it's like basically to the number where you aim compared to where the flag is so you it's basically just dispersion so like once i realized that like you actually are just getting lucky when you hit good shots rather than you just trying to attack pins it's so like if a pin's tucked left and i aim like let's say like seven feet right of it like for the majority of the times, like, I mean, if it's like one, 140 out, like you're probably going to hit your spot a couple of times, but you're going to be seven feet, but, and sometimes you're going to push it and then you're going to have like a 20 footer, but the times that you do pull it, you're going to have a, t- like a tap in bird. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. That's crazy to think about. I think it's so overlooked in the game of golf because about, like, if you aim at that pin, you're like short-sided in the rough. But so basically, if if you go all day hitting good targets and you get and you miss it on the right side, you could just stuff darts all day. Well, it eliminates yeah. it eliminates like blow ups too, right? And golf, yeah. you don't track golf stats on like one round; you track them on your season, right? Like that's so by mm-hmm. simply you know aiming down pins for one round, you might shoot a sixty three, but you know that could easily be a you know, 78 or something in the next day. Right. Depending on wind and all that kind of stuff. So. I mean, there, so there's still times like I still aim at the pin, but it's, it's basically if it's like absurd, right. just tough, like it's just stupid to go at, but like, there's definitely rounds where like I'm feeling it and I don't care. Like it's right at it. Yeah. yeah that, that part kind of fascinates me. Sorry, Bryce. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that angle. Cause we're still amateurs here. We're still just kind of enjoying the game. So it's, I always like the kind of different mindset. So go yeah, ahead. Bryce. Was, that's kind of what I was just touching on is like, I mean, I've been golfing my whole life and I still, to this day, I'm just, I don't even ever think going anywhere outside of five feet around like five foot circle around that pin. But I mean, it bites you in the ass most of the time, but it's just crazy to think about like, like the different mentality of like a like semi pro or pro golfer or NCAA golfer compared to like just that amateur. It's like, it gets overlooked so much and like people don't just don't realize it. It's just, it's fascinating. It's huge for like the days that you don't have it. So like, if you don't have it, those are the days that you can get by with shooting even par by just hitting greens and two putting from like 30, 40, 50. Rather than trying to get up and down all day. Yeah. Sure. So what's right, uh well, yeah, what's next? What's next for you? Zach? One last thing about uh just on the NCAA topic, uh just give us like a day of life. Like uh give us like a daily, like um uh, a, a day of 
college golf and then maybe just give us a week kind of just like what you go through how you prepare for tournaments um you don't have to go too in depth just kind of a brief overview we uh we got workouts on tuesday and thursday at nine o'clock and then so my my day in life is a little different because i'm all online i'm taking grad school so i literally am pretty much just a golfer and school on the side a little bit but (laughs) (laughs) and uh so i just wake up go to workouts i mean i'll come back and eat and then go to the golf course and i'll pretty much stay there all day i'll practice and then sign me up man sign me up for this life it's a pretty nice life honestly so on uh you said you work out tuesday thursday on uh like monday wednesday friday is it just golf all day or is it like class golf come back for class or like how does that work honestly it's just yeah so monday wednesday friday is just kind of like wake up whenever i get to sleep in and then i golf all day nice that's awesome i do school later in the day when when the sun goes down yeah, I mean, makes sense. I, I do the same thing. Um, so moving on, you got anything to add about uh, college golf, Mac? Or you think we touched on most of? Yeah, no, wanted? no, that was good. I liked it. You're more than welcome. Let's hop into some of the pro events Perfect. stuff. Um, yeah, I wanted to do um, any like future maybe pro events or just let's say events outside of college that you have coming up or that you've done like recently. Just kind of touch on a couple of those. So I go to Arizona in the winter time. So I'm going to be doing. I play at Post and Butte in Arizona. It's a Troon course. It's pretty sick. So I get to practice and play out there every day. And then there's a couple, there's an amateur tournament I think I'm going to do. The, I forget what it's called, though. I haven't signed up for it. But I did the Outlaw Tour last year. It's like a mini tour event. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do a couple of those there. I mean, I can get some pro shop credit out of it if I play good. So. And that doesn't negate your NCAA eligibility at all? Because uh, you can get, you can accept pro shop credit. So say uh, if I, and I would get like, I think you can accept up to $1,000 in pro shop credit. You're kind of falling into the off season a little bit. Um, at least up here you would be. But uh, is there anything that you're working on specifically right now if you want to kind of take that next leap in your game? Right now it's probably like 40 to 60 yards wedge shots for me and then putting as well. Like don't get me started on either of those subjects. <laughs> Bryce has strong points for sure. I've, I've been lucky enough to golf with Bryce and those are definitely strong points. I can putt. Uh, I can't say I'm not good with my wedges anymore, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Bryce is like 70 I, yards down the fairway. We're, uh, we're never really that great. And then they got, they got really good, but there's always a couple of yardages that bother me. So 40 to 60 is my just not, not so comfortable zone. Got it. Yeah. I uh, like Mac was just saying, I mean, it's like a lot of holes all like less than a hundred in and find a way to bogey the hole or it's the worst when you hit it far too. Cause you just want to bomb it on a hole. Yeah. That, and then you're middle of the fairway, 50 yards out and you got a 25 footer for birdie. Yeah, and then you miss it, and well, me, I'd miss it, and then I'd miss the next putt. But yeah. anyways, enough about me. Um, so you worked at a course in Chicago this past summer, correct? Yeah, I caddied there. So what what was the course called? It's uh, Chicago Highlands, and that's like, I mean, I'm not aware of it, but I'm sure you're saying it's like one of the higher end courses. Yeah, it's, it's ten years old now. They just okay. built their clubhouse a couple of years ago. I mean, okay. it's a course, though. Like, there's a lot of good guys out there. 
It's fun out there. I caddy pretty much every day. Did you enjoy that or was it kind of a grind? Honestly, I mean, there's moments that it's a grind, but for the most part, it's actually a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Like you get to show up to the course. You don't have to worry about what you shoot or preparing for the round. You just show up, give them the yardages. It's just normal daily stuff. So it's just easy work for me. Do you, uh, I've seen a couple of courses They're They're typically like resort style courses. So you walk up to like a tee and then they have like a, a tee block and then underneath it, the caddy's got a cooler. He's got a couple like bottles of whiskey or something stashed away. Anything, uh, anything like that on any of the courses? No, we actually didn't have like a caddy shack or anything. So I would just show up and wait at the carts. Unfortunately, I wish we had a caddy shack. That'd be cool. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Like I, I think, uh, like it was somewhere over in Mexico and I saw like they, they walked up one of the caddies, like it was on Zyre golf or something. One of the caddies, like pulled the T block up, had a, had something going on underneath the ground. No, he pulled the, uh, you know, the sprinkler covers. He yeah, pulled one of those it was. It was a full cooler tequila shots or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. Definitely a fair share of drinking at that course. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's what you want though. Like everyone having fun, everyone kind of, just playing golf no no one's too serious i'm sure you get the pretty serious guy out there but i mean so there's some uh there's some characters out there i bet man i bet did you like the actual experience of caddying like if that opportunity came like i know you're looking at hopefully professional golf but playing in the ncaa you obviously have a pretty thorough or extensive golf background like would you consider caddying i i was lucky enough to and i mentioned to you a little bit earlier i did a couple days like on the canadian tour and i thought it was great um not that i did anything for the golfer i was with but uh i was just there carrying the bag and i I just i like i'm fascinated by that stuff do you think it's something that you would that you would consider honestly yeah i would i would think about it for sure i mean i would it was it's definitely a lot more fun caddying when you're caddying for somebody that can hit the golf ball where he wants to so then you actually your advice is actually working right rather i mean at highlands like i'll tell a guy like 200 yards to the hole aim at a certain certain spot and he'll just top it three times yeah yeah i guess that's a little bit different level but um all right, Zach, one of the questions I always like asking people here, and uh, it can kind of stump people, but um, if you're playing golf and you get to play with any three, any other three in your foursome, can be musicians, celebrities, golfers, um, Tiger Woods is on like literally 95% of everybody's list. We'd like to learn a little bit about you. What would be your dream foursome? Yeah, well, I'm going to have to make the percentage go higher. So I'm going to have to go with Tiger. I'd say Brooks Kepka and jordan speed even if they're not but like anyone like they don't be golf i I don't know who else i'd go with okay i I mean i was trying to think of some hockey players but i i would still go with those guys i like it i think it'd be i think it'd be obviously like obviously going out with bryce or uh with with tiger would be amazing like it Oh my God. Uh, that that's why everybody wants to you can kind of learn so much or just talk to them and nobody knows more about the game than tiger well in my opinion and pretty much everybody else's but i think brooks would be pretty cool to go out with in speed too to see kind of what he like his speed is sort of like somebody mentioned ak before bryce and we were like oh yeah like that'd be so cool to go out with ak and like see his like meteoric rise and like jordan speed had that he didn't fall off like ak did but like obviously he had some injuries and stuff but it'd be really cool to like see some of the things that Jordan Spieth went through in his, in his young career. And then Brooks, uh, 
I think he would be pretty cool to go out with right now with everything that's going yeah. on. Listen to this for some. I don't know why I just popped in my head, but Brooks, Bryson, Dave Portnoy. <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty interesting. I think I would put in like uh I don't know. I feel like I'd put in like Dwayne Johnson or like Stone Cold Steve Austin with those two guys or something just to like just in case. Oh yeah, just uh yeah, or Mick Foley or something like that. Like I'm not a wrestling guy, but just to like really get them going and like yeah, yeah I know they were at uh like the Tyson Fury fight the other night and yeah, I don't know. Those guys are uh, doing something for the player impact money for sure. So <laughs> I uh I I just saw it looks like uh Sports Illustrated released that Tiger Woods is still gonna win the eight million dollar first place prize for the player impact uh prize pool oh, really? Yeah, hasn't hit a golf ball all year. I heard the other day it's like based on clicks too, like how yeah. many times you're getting searched online. So uh, yeah. well, I'm sure when that accident happened there was a couple couple clicks. So yeah. <laughs> hey Vim, um this just came to me. I remember um when we when I talked to you originally about coming on, you told me about a story that you were caddying. Oh yeah. I want to say a guy made like a thirteen or something you were saying, or I, I kind of forget what I think it was thirteen. So it was just a normal round. It was actually easy. So it was just was two he a guys. decent golfer or no? He like, ended up being he ended up being okay. Okay. So the the start, it was just two guys and it was a four caddy. So I just hop on the back of the car, just easy day. So this, mm-hmm. they both just stripe it down the middle. And I was like, thank, thank goodness these guys can play some golf. <laughs> and the one guy uh, hits it short and um, chips it up to like about 10 feet. And I'm like, all right, this guy's a player. And then so his next shot, he puts it into the bunker because it's, like <laughs> it's like a false edge. So it goes into the bunker and then he blades it out. And then, so he blade, he blades it out. He blades it into the fescue. That's just straight right of the bunker and then chops it out of the fescue and then flubs it, flubs it again, flubs it one more time. And then three jacks. <laughs> so hold on, hold on. I'm not a mathematician, but he, he, well, he shot a nine from 10 feet. All right, Vim. Um, J.R. Smith, he, uh, signed with. North Carolina A&T to play golf after his NBA career. Um, I mean, that's crazy to me anyways. Um, I think it's good, but I think it's crazy. Uh, what are your thoughts being in the NCAA yeah, yeah. with him? I think for him, I mean, I think it's kind of absurd, but he's got the eligibility. So, I mean, he doesn't really have to go work anymore the rest of his life. But I, th- I think it's cool that – I think it'd be sick to be on that team being with the being teammates with them. Awesome. I wouldn't even know what they do. If he, if he does practice with all of them or if he, I know he doesn't go in the team van with them. (laughs) He just rolled up in a Bentley. (laughs) One of the things I I have heard is he's like been involved with the team. Like he's gone to like any of the uh, practice rounds. He's gone to any, like the, the coaching, like any of the instructing, um, so it seems like he kind of bought into it, but it is one of those things where it's like, it's very, very prominent on social media right now. So you don't know if that is a short-term thing or if that's going to be a long-term thing. Like you say, rolled up in a Bentley's probably hmm. the, one of the only guys playing an actual like circle T out there. I, I don't know. It's like a, probably got like a $10,000 putter, but yeah, I, I think it's good though. Like it's, again, it's, um, 
brought more more eyes to the NCAA game, right? So yeah. kind of like the world of Bryson at the long drive. And that's one of the things I talked with uh, Ryan Gregnell about um, was how many eyes it just put on the sport, right? So whether it's uh, NCAA, professional long drive, whatever it may be, it doesn't really matter if he's like, if there's no negative connotations to it, I'm, I'm all for it. Like bring him out, let him play. He's got game. Like he didn't, he's got a deep, decent swing. He looked okay. Like yeah. I, I thought it was all right. He's not, he wasn't in contention by means, but he wasn't dead last. I mean, he can play. Yeah. I mean that, so we used to play that course at Elon. We, we went to that tournament and uh, I mean, it's not the easiest course. So he, he didn't, he didn't play too bad. He probably had, he probably had the golf jitters. Oh, for sure. the golf jitters and but he can play in an nba finals <laughs> yeah he was like quoted saying i guess it was he has a i don't know he's more nervous standing over a three-footer than a uh <laughs> jumper to win a championship in the nba right yeah. so i guess golf just does that it's like it's oddly polarizing it is uh terrifying at times right so um vim you're from this area are you familiar with triple bogey brewing I am, yes. Okay, so what we do here is called the Swing Oil Segment, hydrated by Triple Bogey Brewing. We're going to ask you a couple questions. Always nice to learn a little bit more about you. Um, and, uh, yeah, we uh, we get some some Triple Bogey. So the next time you're in the area, we'll uh, we'll definitely put some on your uh, front porch or I'll give some to Bryce. He'll uh, drink them before they get to you. But uh, <laughs> we got to know, have you ever had a hole-in-one? I've never had one, no. Really? Yeah. Any, uh, any close calls? What's that? Any close calls? I've had a bunch of close calls. I've had a couple lip outs. I mean, so this summer I had a, I hit a double, like I almost had a double eagle on a par five. I had it literally sitting on the lip and I was just staring at it, wondering how it didn't go in. Wow. I did that in Florida this year. I hit, I went driver eight iron and it one bounce hit the stick and literally sat four inches from the hole. I've had some like absurd eagles though in my life. Like I've dunked it from like 80 yards. That was at OGC, just destroyed the cup. It was an <laughs> awesome feeling. And then actually at my conference championship, my second round on the par five. So I'm one under going on to like hole six or seven, I think. And I, and I have like 280 out. And I'm like, I'm 100% hitting three wood on this green. And I just block slice it straight into the weeds. And I'm like 70 yards, 60, 70 yards out in the middle of the weeds, like so dead. And I just, I just get a, I just get my lob wedge, get a club on it. And it hits the front of the green, takes one hop, hits the middle of the flag stick and rolls down into the hole. It was the most electric thing I've ever (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Well, next question. Favorite snack on the turn? Um, gotta say, uh, probably a turkey sandwich, honestly. <laughs> it can be liquid, too. It can be liquid. But uh, favorite track you've ever played? TPC Scottsdale. Favorite oh. track, period. Same course? Uh, that I've played? Yes. Or- yeah, so you I'd probably that. say TPC Scottsdale. Okay. I mean, it's hard to beat that one. But, yeah. Um, favorite on-course beverage can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic, probably uh, purple Powerade. I'm going to go with that. 
Okay. And uh, lowest round you've ever carded? Shot 62. Recently, nice. right? Yeah. It was two like weeks three ago. weeks ago, four weeks ago? Yeah, three, maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. In a Perfect. tournament, too. Actually, no, it wasn't tournament. Oh. My low in a tournament 65. That's still a nice round. So that is the swing oil segment hydrated by Triple Bogey Brewing. Thanks so much, Zach. Um, NCAA player. Hopefully we see you in the pros in the future. And if you're in the area, get a hold of Bryce, get a hold of me, and uh, we'll get you some triple bogeys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. If he ever makes it pro I'm on the bag, we've already decided. <laughs> I have uh, – you can see the bit behind me. I have more um, – I have a lot more experience in Bryce, so yeah, I just know Vim's game. So now that's on the record, and he has someone else out there. You guys can all give him flack. So Bryce's been heckling me for a while for that. Well, Zach, there first, bud. I appreciate you coming on. All the best to you. Looking forward to uh, to seeing where you take your golf game. If anybody wants to follow you, where can they get a hold of you? Um, Typically, we kind of will plug an IG down in the uh, description. So I got Instagram. It's C Viminets, I think, or it might be Vi- actually it's Vimmer underscore nine. Okay, perfect. My Twitter's Z Viminets. Perfect. Underscore. Okay, I'll uh, I'll grab a link for anybody who might want to come over track your game. Anybody interested in the NCAA? And uh, thanks for following us at OTS Golf on Instagram and on the Scripps Podcast on YouTube. Thanks again, guys. He's out in my ball and of course I tee up I lose a ball and I re-up I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean Or maybe the beach And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it Second was blind, I see it Feel like it might be an albatross working